The following is an archive podcast presented by the Branson and Hudson Foundation for Podcast Recovery. This podcast is entitled Wedding DJs. It is the first and only episode of the podcast. Welcome to episode one. Hey, what's up, everybody, to our new podcast, Wedding DJs. I'm Branson, a.k.a. DJ Limousine Luxury, and I'm here with my buddy Charles, a.k.a. DJ Unrelenting Mercy. What's and up? we just thought it'd be awesome to make like a, 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 you know, a podcast that's for and about wedding DJs. You know, we've been working in this industry, you know, a long time. We started our own group, 100 City DJs, and we've just been out this for a minute. How you doing, Unrelenting Mercy? Well, it's just good to see a full dance floor right now. You know, we're keeping the hits coming. We're switching up the speeds, the styles, the genres. We're making sure that the old folks, the young folks, they're all on the dance floor for as long as possible. Oh, yeah. We, we've been at this a long time. I've been doing it 10 years all throughout Indiana, doing event circuits, weddings. You know, my claim to fame is I'm the only DJ in the state of Indiana to have been run over by a monster truck. That was... uh uh. Yeah, I, that was Truck Fest 2011. I got flattened right there. I'm on a bunch of YouTube compilations. You know, I was kind of on the other end of a, a certain incident that maybe has some similarities to that. You know, I used to be a driver for Ride the Ducks, uh, but things kind of went south, which is a cute way to put it because birds go south, you know. But what I actually mean is that I crashed the duck boat and a lot of bad things happen to a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm just lucky to have gotten away with only a serious lawsuit. I thought your lawyer told you to, you know, we don't have to get into that right now. We're, I mean, we're doing a wedding right now. We're here at the Stinker GoPro wedding with our buddy DJ GoPro's getting hitched. And he hooked us up with this crazy gig. So, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm feeling the energy tonight. We got a lot of people out here dancing already. You know, we yeah, got you things know, moving. DJ GoPro, his his wife Amanda Stinker, uh, she's gonna they're they're gonna hyphenate their names actually, but they're gonna use his DJ name, right? Yeah, yeah. Apparently, she's gonna be Amanda GoPro after this, which is crazy because I don't even think she's gonna DJ. I guess oh, she'll I thought wear she was a gonna GoPro. be Amanda Go, GoPro Stinker. I no, you can see DJ GoPro is wearing a GoPro at his own wedding, which I think is just kind of a dope idea. I think it's just kind of like dope as fuck, honestly. Yeah, I mean, in addition to him being dope, though, we really got to say like. We got to thank him for for giving us this gig because we really needed this. We really needed this. We really needed it. Yeah, we're here at John Jordan Jordan Vineyard Winery Midwest. They got a great venue here. Uh, Tons of off-white, tons of like floral arrangements that, you know, don't have flowers in them anymore. All kinds of dope chandeliers. They really picked like the classiest motherfucking thing they could. Yeah, I was lucky enough to talk to John Jordan Jordan before the wedding. You know, they had him here to pick out, select the best varietals. And he was telling me that he now believes that the terroir of Indiana might actually be better than that of California. I got I to compliment him on his varietals. There's, there's so much variety in them that it's like actually fucking insane. You know, but before we get going um, and before we get too far into this, talking about all the different kind of you know, what it takes to be a wedding DJ and the lifestyle of a wedding DJ and stuff like that. I do want to, uh, I have a short message to read uh, regarding the untimely death of our former DJ partner, DJ Dance Crazy. Um, 
a lot of heavy hearts right now. Um, at 7.53 p.m. last night, our partner, friend, and business partner, DJ Dance Crazy, uh, passed away at the ripe old age of 31. Uh, during the wedding of Diana Berger and Simon Smells at the Raytheon Banquet Hall and Arms Testing Facility, uh, he was a founding member of our DJ collective, 100 City DJs. DJ Dance Crazy was a beautiful man. He loved dancing, partying, and going crazy. He was insanely talented. He was the only DJ I've ever met who was able to fade Here Comes the Bride straight into the Imperial Death March. DJ Dance Crazy died doing what he loved, playing the chicken dance. Unfortunately, due to his trademark accessory of LeVar Burton-style Star Trek sunglasses, no one could see his eyes, so they didn't realize he was dead until the chicken dance played ten times in a row. Not only that, the guest who discovered that he was dead thought it better to not tell anyone until after the wedding was over because, you know, everyone was having such a great time. According to the wishes stated in his will, DJ Dance Crazy's ashes have been pressed into a vinyl record. Uh, that vinyl record holds the song Hold My Hand by Hootie and the Blowfish, and he has requested that that vinyl record be transcoded into an MP3 and put on a USB memory stick, and then we throw the memory stick into the ocean. So... DJs don't believe in moments of silence, so instead of doing that, later on we will be playing a slightly more mournful, pitched-down rendition of the chicken dance for everyone. So rest in peace to DJ Dance Crazy. You know, what's so crazy about DJ Dance Crazy is that I never saw him dance, you know? I think he was in love with the idea of dancing, and he just wanted to bring dancing into the lives of others. But it really wasn't something he was crazy about himself. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it, oh, hold on a second. I got to address the song switch over. Hold on a second. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? You guys having fun? We got some Christina Aguilera, Genie in a Bottle coming up. huh? I see some genies out in the audience. And hey, I see more than a couple bottles. All right, enjoy, everybody. You know, every right, day sorry. since I, he died was just like so much mental anguish. I mean, it, it really has been... Um, a really rough 24 hours for me personally to, to, to kind of see my friend die, uh, to try to figure out, you know, do we do the gig? Do we not do the gig? And it's like, he would want us to do the gig and, uh, you know, hopefully we can kind of present it and, you know, his untimely death, you know, in a, in a really tasteful way. I know he leaves behind like, you know, two or three kids that are, they're going to have to grow up without a father. Yeah. Oh, wait, hold on, hold on a second. Hey, everybody still having a good time? I see somebody having fun out there. Hey, Aunt Susie. Hey, save a dance for me later. All right, we're going to switch up the tone here. We're going to play Happy by Pharrell Williams. All right. Yeah, you know, those children, they're still like four and six years old, so they're going to hear the chicken dance a lot of times in their life still. And it's going to be extraordinarily traumatic for them. And I just can't imagine what they're going through right now. Yeah. I don't know why he brought them to the to the venue so that they, you know. Well, the chicken dance was their favorite song. The chicken and dance, he, I know, he wanted but, uh, to show them his profession and everything. It's just, you know, it's, a, it's, it's just a really sad thing. And, uh, you know, I really don't know how we're going to handle the just grave emotional turmoil and, and you know. You know, I guess on the brighter side, he was supposed to work this gig with us, but now that he's not here, we get to take his money. So 
That's one third of a payment divided in half. That's kind of like his last gift to us. So I'm trying to kind of see the silver lining. Yeah. And I, and I know me and you haven't had a chance to really talk about it, but I do think like, you know, a hundred city DJs, you know, we got to keep that going almost in his honor, you know, and maybe yeah. just kind of, but like, you know, one thing we should consider doing that's also in a way in his honor is just starting a new LLC and using all of the same stuff with him cut out of it rather than dealing with any type of inheritance or anything that might complicate this yeah, in regards that's a good to point. his children. Trying to get a cut of us or any of our songs. Um, yeah, all of know. his DJ equipment and everything technically belong to the LLC, so his family yeah. is not going to see a dime on that stuff. Yeah, um, because you know it is you know it is business, and it's not you know it's not nothing personal to the kids, but you know, yeah, this is not, this, know, it, no one said this business was easy. I mean, there's people out there who think that we're just making it like an iTunes playlist and hit and play, but I mean, think about the fact right now we're doing a wedding for a wedding DJ, DJ GoPro. He's fucking listen. His ears are like a hawk. You know, he's listening to what we're doing and making sure that yeah. we're at the top of the game. This is the hardest guy to to uh please in the industry and oh yeah i mean if you if a wedding dj having his own wedding honestly it's kind of like every wedding dj's dream to dj their own wedding right you know but typically you know the wife doesn't like that or the husband doesn't like that so you have to like get down there on the floor with the commoners and um you know i just i just you know i just want to do a good job for him so shout out to dj dance crazy i know it was like dj dance crazy's dream to get his kids into private school but i just think you know the way the business oh hold on a second hey everybody hope you like that tune all right now stay tuned we got sh 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 shake it off by taylor swift hey good feelings only everybody yeah sorry like i was saying you know it's just a shame about those kids just a damn shame yeah all right. Well, we got a lot of stuff actually kind of planned for this of, uh, you know, kind of talking about our lifestyle and how we've kind of maneuvered our way through the industry, um, you know, whether from talking about tips or songs or any stuff like that. I was wondering, do you want to get into that, Charles? Yeah, sure. I mean, you know, we've been in the game for a little while now, not as long as some. Uh, I gotta say though, we've we've taken classes from DJ Toad, a legend in this industry. Oh yeah, oh, and yeah. his twenty five years of experience have taught us a lot in just the last few years. Um, so I think I we remember, probably have something to deliver to like the really the rookies out there, you know. I remember when we showed up the very first time, uh, you know, to do one of DJ uh, Toad's expos, and he was giving a seminar down in what was it, Atlantic City, at yeah. uh. Yeah, and uh, we go into that, you know, you know, conference hall and whatnot, and about eleven of us sit down. And he's like, you know, he goes, "Look to your left, look to your right." Now everyone should leave because none of you are cut out to be DJs. I don't see a single accessory amongst anyone, and that's when I kind of realized, like, okay, we need to get like a a, a signature look. Yeah, a power you know? accessory. Uh, you know, I had some trouble at the very beginning. I tried doing a mohawk. Um, it was a little distracting and, and it wasn't right vibe. Uh, I, I tried doing an all white suit, but you know, I'm a famous eater of hot dogs and I literally couldn't keep it clean. So I tried wearing a trash bag over the white suit, but it was too strange. People really didn't know what I was going for. And I really didn't get a signature accessory until I got my full body cast when Gravedigger ran over me. Uh, it was supposed to jump me, 
it was supposed to clear me. They were advertising it, you know, not on commercials or anything in the highway. It was, you know, first ever monster truck DJ jump. And I guess the, the, the ramp wasn't big enough and he botched the ramp or whatever. And I still remember that big wheel coming, kind of pressing me, you know, into that soft soil at the convention center. You know, it, it, it was, uh, 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 you know, on a lot of YouTube compilations. Uh, you can see me. If you just ser- like search DJ gets owned or, you know, this isn't me saying it, but these are what like the YouTube videos are called. It's like gay DJ gets owned, has 10 million views. I'm the gay DJ from that. I'm not gay, but they call me it. And in the comments, they're saying, how gay I am and stuff like that. But um, if you want to check it out, that's what it called. I'm not a gay DJ. Uh, there's also Pussy DJ Gets Rocked. Um, shit DJ Sucks Gets What He Deserves. That has like 11 million views. So I do have a little bit of a reputation around here. A little bit a little bit of swagger. And it, it really is hard for a lot of DJs to kind of get a name going. Yeah, I'd say it's been good for your career to go viral. I mean, of all those millions of people who watch the video, probably just about none of them have ever reached out to you for their wedding, but it just doesn't hurt to get your name out there. I mean, that's what DJ Toad told us on his three hour SEO seminar, you know? You know, people come like up all those to terms me and that like, you said, you've listed all those terms as SEO for your website, even if they're kind of objectionable, you know? Oh, yeah. If people search like, uh, 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 like gay DJ gets crushed or ugly DJ pussy gets rocked like a, the bitch he is, you know, that goes straight to, you know, my website, djlimousineluxury.com, you know? And I worked really hard on that website. I have like pictures of caviar. I got tuxedos. It looks really like classy and stuff like that because, you know, people are going to, the first thing, you know, when you're trying to book a wedding, you know, people are going to be, okay, is this guy, you know, does he have credibility? And nothing gives you credibility like a website that nobody visits. I mean, it's instant professionalism. If you're interested in being a wedding DJ, you have to get that up here. Oh, yeah. You got to be buying Instagram followers by the tens of thousands. You got to get your SEO game right. This is the 21st century, right? It's not like, you know, our grandparents' day when you could just like, you know, show up at the sock hop with your vinyl records. Oh, speaking of that, let me uh, switch this up. Hey, everybody, you guys having fun? All right, I'm going to skip the first four, and we're going to go straight to Mambo Number 5 by Lou Vega. Hey, I want to see all the ants knuckles out on the dance floor. Come on. I know you guys got it in. You ain't that old yet. (laughs) Look at these fools flocking to the floor like moths to a floor that's on fire. (laughs) I always like to do an aunts and uncles call, you know, because a lot of people really identify as aunts and uncles and they'll get out there with their big, great far side bodies and they'll start shuffling around and they'll get all the young, cool, hot people to start dancing. Once we get that going, you know, you know, the party's going to be rocking all night. A lot of people think it's easy to be a wedding DJ. It really isn't. It really isn't. You have to be a master of human psychology. Even right. right now. You know, I've noticed you, uh, DJ Unrelenting Mercy, you keep scanning all the tables of people that aren't dancing. That's right. And see, I know you were talking about your power accessory there a minute ago. And you see, when I took that same seminar with DJ Toad, I realized, you know, I got to get me something too. And I like to pump my fist in the air, but I'm like, every DJ does that. I need something that's going to take it to the next level. So I started carrying around like a medieval chain mace. I'm swinging around in the air and it's kind of a good way of intimidating these wallflowers onto the dance floor. Like I might let this thing fly and just, you know, 
wallop them if they don't get out there on the floor. Well, you click that button and that mace head goes flying off and turns into a morning star. I didn't even know. Where'd you get that mace? Yeah. That must have cost you a fortune. Oh, it costs more than you think, my friend, because all the little spikes on that mace can also turn into kind of like a disco ball, these little lights flying out of them, you know? Oh, my God. That was like the state of the art. From- oh, my God. You're like a crime fighter with yeah, that you gotta, Yeah, you gotta know a, a good blacksmith to make something like this. <laughs> well, you gotta... I have some tips that I want to get into for some of the people there who might want to know what it's like being a real wedding DJ. Uh, The first tip, and this is one that is the first thing DJ Toad taught us, is you gotta know the favorite song of the mother of the bride. They will go berserk when you play it. The favorite song is usually In Your Eyes by Peter Gabriel. I don't know what it is about In Your Eyes by Peter Great Gabriel, but moms go psychos when their daughters get married, and they hear the song, they start frothing at the mouth if you invite them out on the dance floor. It's not really a high-intensity song, but I've seen moms freak out, dance. I've seen moms start a mosh pit because Peter Gabriel started playing. Hell, I'm not telling any tales out of school here. I've seen a mom les out when Peter Gabriel comes on. I swear to God. I don't know why. I don't know what the relation is, but I've seen them start lesing out. It's crazy. Another uh, tip that we learned at this seminar, which I've really taken to heart, is that you don't want to play the same genre even twice in a row. You really want to keep mixing it up. So maybe I could share sort of a sample playlist for some of those young DJs out there to see how I like to keep different audiences engaged throughout the night, you know? Oh, yeah. You kind of want to start big. Well, especially, you know what's especially nice is when the bride wants her first dance to be to the chicken dance because that is what I want to start with, honestly. It's very (laughs) convenient. Uh, If she has a problem with that, you might want to slip it in there anyway. And if she keeps, uh, you know, trying to stop you from doing that, you could just play it right after the first dance. But uh, I like to take something like the chicken dance and then go into something a little crazier, like Whistle While You Twerk by the Yin Yang Twins. Oh, yeah. You go some, from wholesome straight into a little raunchy. Yeah, to a little you do salacious. The, uh, you do a little bit. You, let me tell you this. You do the clean version, though, right? Mm, I might take them off guard with the dirty version. Oh, well, you got to be careful. That's something you got to read the room for. Well, so I'm I'm trying to have fun over here too, right? Sometimes I'm censoring it. I'm, I play the dirty version and then I censor it with bleeps myself manually just to stay on my toes, you know? <laughs> you bleep it out yourself? That just seems like a lot of extra work because usually well, yeah, I only... I'm reading the room though. Sometimes people want to hear like a word like ass or something if they're really going crazy. I might miss a bleep on purpose, you know? Oh, yeah. I think I think you can say ass. I think you can say crap. I don't think there's a lot of songs that say crap in it though. I'm not <laughs> sure why. You hear, they say shit in a lot of songs, but you don't hear crap. Yeah, not really. You don't hear a lot of lyrics that have the word poop written in it either. Like, they'll say dick, but they won't say, like, penis. Whistle While You Twerk is a song about butts, but they don't talk about poop or crap in the whole song, which seems kind (laughs) of odd, you know? (laughs) It seems kind of weird. weird. It's within the subject matter. Like, why don't they? I don't know. Yeah, they don't don't mention that. It's kind of like there's an uncanny valley of like lower tier words that now are just immature, you know? And they're talking about shaking ass, so it's not a very far leap to say make sure you don't crap when you shake that ass or something. (laughs) It it would be a very weird song if the Yin Gang 
twins were lecturing <laughs> the women. They were telling women to twer- twerk and then just saying, now don't crap. <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong here. Uh, don't go nuts, all right? We're twerking, but don't crap. <laughs> if you got to use the <laughs> bathroom, poop. make sure you do it before you twerk. I guess when they do say shit in songs, they're using it as in like a a way to say stuff. Yeah, know? it's not really coming out of someone's ass in the song. Yeah, usually. there's not a lot of songs about actually taking a shit. I can't think of a single song. Well, I actually can. Gorilla Zoe shit on him. I would say oh, that's yeah. one. Oh, yeah. I do like to play that, that at weddings sometimes. I do But only like if that. the bride Is requests that- it. Is that the one where he says doo doo waterfalls? Yeah, he says point? I do do I poo poo I shit on him. Yeah, and like a <laughs> diarrhea, like a wa- like Niagara Falls. Actually, yeah, yeah, that's what he says. Yeah, that's, that's that one not... can really get a dance floor going in the right atmosphere. Yeah, if you have like a German wedding, I think I can see that working a little bit. But uh, you know, uh, you know, I'm kind of reading the room here, and I don't think we should play Gorilla Zoe. I don't see anybody. Okay, shitting, well, let me so let me tell you where I would go from there. It. If I had a shit on him on a playlist, I would take things down a notch after that. With Old McDonald had a farm, classic. Ooh, Your grandparents smart. love it. Everyone knows the words, sing along kind of song. Then. We're going to elevate it back up a little bit with Let My Nuts Hang by Lil John. <laughs> like, Ooh. So this one's... See, you know, nuts, nuts is in the safe valley, too, because you can say nuts. Yeah, exactly. And also, we're talking about how you want different demographics vibing to different songs. Let My Nuts Hang, that one's for the fellas. About 50% of the fellas. audience, they understand exactly what you mean. And they're like, you know what? I am going to yeah. let my nuts hang. It's and they're a wearing those tight suits. So they're like, oh, man, I wish I could let my nuts hang right now, you know? Yeah. I wish I was wearing and one gym shorts with no underwear that when I put my wallet in the pockets, they go shooting to the floor. <laughs> so, you know, that's so many, that's a lot of high energy bangers, right? So after that, we want to slow it down a little with Wee Willy Winky, another classic. Oh, yeah. It's about going to sleep. So it's it's a kind of a slow jam. There's some slow dancing going on. We, could, we might even work in, in like a, yeah, get a get in there. Maybe do a father-daughter dance or something yeah. at some point. I mean, Graham Graham probably played this fucking song at her wedding. You know, it's nostalgic. Yeah. It might be like a history type thing that unites different generations, which yeah. is always great. And then after that, when people are getting a little sleepy from Wee Willy Winky, we go right into pimpinho.com by Too Short. I mean, it's modern. Oh, yeah. It's aggressive. It's it's modern in, I guess, like 20 years ago internet. But he's talking about websites. He's spelling out URLs in the lyrics. He's talking about pimps and hoes. Uh, this is going to make it feel like 2004 all over again. And, and millennials are going to go nuts, you know? And you know what's really fun is with the Wee Willy Winky song, you get all the old people out on the dance floor, right? 70s, 80s, 90s. And then you hit them up with something fun and new, talking about too short and rap, something they might not be as comfortable with. And they're like, they're having fun. So they're like, oh, why not? You know, let's listen. Let's dance to this rap band, you know? That's the kind of stuff they get into. Then, you know, I've been... At this point, I've been DJing for a while, so I might put on something like Cassandra Gemini by the Mars Volta just because it's 30 minutes long, and it's basically like a free break for me where I don't have to do anything for a half hour, and I just let them kind of do what they will, you know? Every DJ, that was one of my tips, actually, that every DJ needs a bathroom song, you know? It's an emergency, but when you gotta go, you gotta go. So you need at least one song that is over 10. With 30 minutes, that's a little <laughs> ambitious, especially since like it's like we play for usually like two hours. <laughs> that's a fourth of the set. I think you should just go to the bathroom before and after, but you know, I have well, a I might get in two one. bathroom breaks there. I might leave, you know, for a little while, smoke a couple cigarettes, get something to eat. 
And then by the time I come back, I'm ready to calm the crowd down with one more rendition of Wee Willy Winky. And then I send them off with Put Your D in Her Mouth by 3-6 Mafia. Oh, thank God that's censored. They can figure out what the D is on their own, Well, in the lyrics, they say it, and I I don't censor that one, but the title is censored for some reason. Oh, well, if it's late, then, you know, if you you can get away with a little bit more late. Anyone who's not not down with that song should have gone to bed already. This is the end of the night, you know? When I have to go to the bathroom, I play Tool, Rosetta Stoned. Okay. It's 11 minutes long, and 50% of the audience, women, will immediately hate it, but every single dude there that wears New Balance shoes will love it. That will buy you enough time to do your dumps, wash your hands, fire off a few text messages, whatever you got to do. You know, oh, let me switch s- it up. Oh, sure, sorry. Let me switch it up here. Hey, everybody, you guys having a good time? All right, let's get all the five foot four and under men on the dance floor. We're playing 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars. Oh, yeah, there we go. All the short guys. I hadn't got, I was, it took me so long to figure out a short guy dance. You know, all those short guys are always wallflowers sitting up there, squall posing, looking like little garden gnomes. And I tell you what, 24 Karat Magic by Bruno Mars, they're dancing, they're waving their arms in the air, they're going nuts, you know? Especially if you give somebody their own time. Like, you know, it's some people say it's discriminatory, but I think it's important to give everybody their own time. You know, you have an old lady dance and be like, old bitches only! Yeah, have a short right. guy dance. Like when you're at the pool when you're a kid and they have, like, different swims, you know? It's like, oh, this one's for the kids. Like this one's for, you know, elementary school kids to swim for like 30 minutes or whatever. Yeah. Except you'll have it dancing for different like types of guys yeah. or women, you know. The women you really don't have to convince to dance as much. You just have to put on some song and they'll go out there and go nuts cuz you know, they've been drinking Red Bull and vodka for some reason all night even though they're only like 110 pounds. You know, we all know it's going to happen. They're going to be in the bathroom later there, you know, somebody holding their hair, but they have a really good fun for that first hour of a wedding, you know. Oh yeah. And then it's easier to get those other groups out there afterward, like the short guys. And uh, like for them, I, you know, something I've found works really well with them is Alvin and the Chipmunks. Oh, um, yeah. And I know that some of that old shit of theirs, it's kind of high pitch, squeaky, where maybe it seems like it's for children. But this Alvin and the Chipmunks comeback album that just dropped, I've found works really well. Because, you know, time has not been kind to the Chipmunks. You know, people have been feeding these guys cigarettes for 40 years thinking it was cute to watch chipmunks smoke cigarettes, but now their voices are low and raspy. They sound kind of like Bob Dylan or something. And it kind of gets these older guys out there on the floor, but the chipmunks are so short that, like, they're not very intimidating either. You know what I mean? They're kind of relatable. Yeah. Um, so, so I think this, this chipmunks comeback album, if you haven't heard it yet, it's really good. I mean, I mean, that's just a thing of, like you said, of knowing your audience. Like this is a, a tip I wanted to share. Like if you see some dumb people not dancing, if you just look and you know, and we all know what kind of dumb people look like, right? Uh, you know, kind of weird bodies, cross-eyed, um, comb overs, like three hairs come over, uh, you know, their shirts aren't tucked in, their shoes aren't tied, you know, just play the Cupid shuffle. 
Some people don't like dancing unless there are instructions. If you see some great big fat people not dancing, then you play Brick House by the Commodores. They're going to come right in. If you see some racists not dancing, just play Chicken Fried by the Zac Brown Band. You know, and if you see some pedophiles not dancing, just play Rock and Roll Part 2 by Gary Glitter. You get everybody involved and it's that easy. You know, people just want at least one song to dance to. You know, some people be out on the dance floor all night. You won't have to do a single thing to impress them. Your job is to find all the other people and get them involved at least at one point. Because once you get them on that dance floor, you know, it's like uh, it's like riding a bike. They're going to come back to it right there and easy. Yeah, you know, that's a good point. We, You and I have kind of talked about this over the years that it's kind of crazy that there's no artist out there who just makes wedding songs. You know, like Lil John made all his songs for the club about nuts hanging and everything. And it was kind of, he was geared toward one audience and one one location where you listen to it and it worked for right. him. So how come, you know, Billy Ray Cyrus doesn't know as much about weddings as we do. So how come people are dancing to his achy breaky heart song he doesn't know the first thing about this shit, right? No, no, no idea. You know, it's almost like he just got lucky that that's something that people would like at weddings, you know? And it doesn't really make sense if you think about it, because it's not supposed to be about having a broken heart, right? Well, I think it's, it's just, offensive to play that song at a wedding. Well, I think it's just like folksy and fun. Like this guy, he got his heart broken and he's still dancing or something. Because, you know, everybody at the wedding, right? They're just evaluating their own interpersonal relationships and kind of wondering where they went wrong. You know, I do that as a wedding DJ sometimes. People say, you know, oh, you're a wedding DJ. You know, you must be like always hearing about love, always seeing like good relationships. And in reality, I, you know, I wouldn't know the first thing, you know, I, I you know, I, I you have a, 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 a you know, I've been quite unsuccessful, I guess, so to speak. I think that would make it, you know, very, very ironic that I, I would be so. Hey, everybody, how you guys doing? All right, anyone on Tramadol here tonight? I'm playing I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. If you're feeling in your emotions, get on that dance floor and work it out. Nobody wants to see somebody cry alone at a corner. Well, you know, like you're saying, I know you've been unlucky in love, but it's like, no one knows better than you when to do a Macarena or crank a Soldier Boy, right? So oh, in some sense, you are like a Cupid of the titular shuffle out here. You're making sure that others find love. Right, uh, right. Whether right. they be I cranking or Macarena-ing, you know? And, and, and Cupid cannot strike himself with thine arrow, you know? I think yeah, that's it's a not saying. Like a, he's trying to get discharged from the... Is he in the military? Like the... The Roman military? What would he be? Like, if he's trying to get dishonorably discharged by shooting himself in the foot with an arrow? I think it's like a Johnny Appleseed situation where he really doesn't have a boss. And there's really no... He he just kind of took it upon himself to shoot people with arrows. uh, Like, didn't he hang out with other cherubs or something? Well, I don't know. Were the cherubs little babies? Were they smart as men? Or was, 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 was he, was, was, uh, was Cupid like, he was like an adult baby, right? Yeah. Who hung that out shot with people with arrows back I don't in the know Roman days? Worked. That's why I just assumed he worked for like Caesar or something. Oh, I think he worked for Aphrodite because she. But she all, all she did right. I think she just cruised around the Mediterranean on like a giant clam with like a bunch of little birds. You and know, cherubs, holding up. maybe. I think cherubs also held stuff for her. Well, I think in real life, like Aphrodite was just nude all the time. But whenever they do drawings of her, they got like things in front of her, like. 
stuff like her boobs and like her cooter and whatnot. Yes, like they put PC like a culture. little, uh, like a like a leaf. Even though that that would be that would be very uncomfortable. I'm not sure what what Cupid's role is in that because like you like you, we weren't allowed to see Aphrodite's vagina because there's a leaf there. But for Cupid, for some reason, we can see as many little baby penises as we want. Why did they think that was okay? Why is that the symbol of love is a naked little baby? When you put a diaper on him, it's even weirder because isn't he an adult? Well, I guess he's not intimidating the men, you know? Uh, is he supposed to? No, I mean, I think he would if he was like a grown man just run- flying around naked maybe. Like what's that one well, the- guy who had his uh, penis on all the statues uh, that you'd put in your yard if you were Greek or whatever? I think that was uh, the messenger guy. Was that Apollo maybe? I think Apollo was the son. I think the messenger guy was the uh, was Hermes. All right. Well, yeah, you he was the guy Hermes. that he was the guy that he had the he had the Firestone tire shoes. Yeah, and he ran around. I don't think you would want him shooting you with arrows as much as like a baby. It just makes it seem like unintimidating that you're basically getting violently attacked by a naked. I think it's person. supposed to be like a sweet little romantic thing that this baby wants you to fall in love. I, you know what I think it is? I think you're not supposed to think about it too much. I think you're just supposed to go with it. Like they didn't have very much time to think about this stuff because they were always fighting tigers and like getting invaded by galls and whatnot. So I don't think they really evaluated, you know, what the, you know the the whole arrow thing. Is that what the Cupid Shuffle is about, though? When he says to the right, to the right, to the left, to the left. I don't know. Do they mention love in the Cupid Shuffle? I Um, mean, it's funny that a song that is all instructions, I don't know the lyrics to. They say, do your dance, do your dance. That seems like something that that Aphrodite might have been doing at some point. Walk it by yourself, to the right, to the right. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, I (laughs) I represent for the Dirty South. I guess that uh, might have been Rome or Greece. No, wait. His name was Cupid. He wasn't talking about Cupid, right? Well, he's saying the Cupid shuffle. Yeah, but I think he says it's the Cupid shuffle like it's my shuffle, like his name was Cupid. Well, he says, I represent for the dirty South where we're known for swinging out. I'm going to show you what I'm talking about. I could believe that that refers to Cupid being maybe in like one of those islands south of Greece, like Crete or whatever. Is that, I think, to the south maybe? It's certainly uh, south think, of Europe. Yeah, around around that area, I think that around that general area is what they what they kind of kind of got going for them. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the baby's up to. Um, I I don't know how I could even say get on on that. But uh, shout out to 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 the Cupid Shuffle if you're if you're listening. We love your work. Uh, some of the you know it was honestly very inspirational to you know songs that we've worked on in the past. Yeah, maybe we should, uh, you know, I don't mean to be too self-congratulatory here, but we should talk a little bit about 100 City DJs. Oh, I think I think we should. I think we should. I, You know, of course, we didn't want to get straight into it because, you know, not only are we working a wedding right now, but, um, you know, we're supposed to keep the whole energy of the wedding going. But, you know, every once in a while, truth be told, we like to slip in one of our own songs, you know. Yeah. You know, guilty as charged. Hey, we're going to do what we're going to do. It's a business, right, people? You know, it's kind of ironic. It, it came about in a roundabout way where when I first decided I was going to start DJing, I didn't really think about the wedding circuit. I was like, I want to be playing the clubs, you know, to thousands of fans. So right. I would get on these bills where a guy would go up there, you know, DJ Terror Twilight or whatever, and he would spin like two hours of trance music. Then I would try to follow that up by, you know, I'm, I'm going with uh, Black Eyed Peas, 
I got a feeling tried, you and know, the chicken and dance, Billy Ray Cyrus, all those hits. And the cl- the crowd is just not feeling it. I'm like, you fucking kidding me? These are hits. This guy was just playing a song that was like 25 minutes long and didn't go anywhere. And I'm playing hits and like no one's feeling it. Right. So yeah, I, I kind of um, ended up on the wedding circuit for that reason, but I still wanted to play originals. And to me, it's crazy that wedding DJs don't get to play originals because who knows weddings better than us. Right. Yeah, it, it blows my mind. Like, you know, people even try to, you know, give us requests and their requests are always dog shit. If anybody has ever come up to a DJ at a wedding and said, I want you to play K-pop, right? You know, we ignore you. You know, they won't even make it to the song if 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 if, if they wanted to play it. You know, whoever requests that are just going to be chin deep in the toilet, puking up Xanax and taking a crying selfie in 15 minutes anyway. Just tell them if anyone asks you to play a song, tell them you put it at the end of the list. You know, some guy who wouldn't even shave his neck wants you to ruin the party by playing a six minute Radiohead song. Fuck you. It's a stupid ass thing. Boris, play Super Tramp. Shut up. Shut the fuck up. We're professionals. Let's do our job. Yeah, if it doesn't have over 100 million plays on Spotify, the odds of me playing it are very slim. You know, there's about enough room in the average person's head for like 50 songs. Those are the 50 songs we have to work with, you know? And to like, you know, occasionally maybe the bride or the groom will have a very dubious request that we are forced to honor. You know, yeah. maybe these these uh, millennials, you know, they're getting married these days. The bride requests to hear uh, the Decemberist Crane Wife Part One and Two. Yeah, and this guy's fucking plinking on for ten minutes on his like mandolin or whatever. We're gonna have to do something to get the energy going yeah. after that. So a real cl- crowd pleaser like Lil Wayne's Pop Goes the Pussy or something like that. You know? Yeah, really- people are always like, you know, oh, I want to hear Papa John Frosty sing a song about you know being, uh, oh, I'm so sad on you know about, but I love you. Uh, that's not, not going to work. You're going to kill the whole mood. And I will look at a bride in her eyes. I'll look her right in the eyes and tell her that's not what she needs. And I will tell her if you play this song for your dance. Your wedding is not going to make it. It's just not, you know? Yeah, you're making a mockery of your marital vows. Yeah. I'm the professional here. I understand that it's your wedding, but I am the professional. You've probably been to a couple weddings. I've been to hundreds of weddings. I know how they all go, you know? Just let me choose what you and your husband's song will be. Just let me choose. Yeah, truth be told... I could choose their vows, too. I've heard that shit plenty of times. Oh, yeah. I could do the ceremony. Honestly, we probably should expand but, into just kind of a full-service wedding thing, to be You know, I've offered, honest. you know, if you, I'll do a best man speech. I'll write. You know, I'll work with, uh, you know, to do, you know, I'll be the maid of honor. I'll do a speech for that. Uh, you know, because these guys, you know, they come up there and they're like, you know, oh, you know, I've known... Uh, I you know I've known Greg ever since his penis was small, and everyone like laughs, and it's just it's just amateur hour. It's just let me do it, let us do it, you know, and let and let us play some of our own songs, just one, just one. Yeah, that's one. right. So you know, Hundred City DJs, that's the project. Unfortunately, we started this with our good friend Andrew, who has recently passed away. As we were saying, yeah. DJ Dance, rest crazy. in peace, rest in peace, peace. Sorry. Well, that was a little bit um inappropriate maybe to well i was gonna say r.i.p and then i said rest and i just it didn't my brain didn't catch up to it because i'm looking at the set list here and i'm trying to figure out what to do after this i think i'll do pour some sugar on me and get like i think i I spy an old slutty kind of ant in there that i think it would really mix up the party if i could get on there i'm gonna play def leopard after we do this okay that's not that sounds good but uh 
you know, this is really DJ Dance Crazy's last legacy in mementos. So I think it would be crazy not to play that at these people's wedding. Well, let's go ahead, put on the tracks, and I'm not going to announce this one because I don't want anyone to act confused. Yeah, we're just going to say this one for the podcast. We're not going to say this to the crowd, but this one right here is is, uh, the new silly hustle right here. Hey, we're 100 City DJs, and this is the new silly hustle. Get ready, we're going to show you how to do it. Uh, no we're not. It's the Branson Shuffle. Come on, you do it like this. I don't want to argue. Let's just turn this place upside down. Now clap, 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 clap. Now clap this time and give me a clap. Do another clap. Go crazy. Do crazy stuff. Do that silly hustle. Do it all the time. Put your back into it. Sing now with this rhyme. Do the Branson Hustle and shake from side to side. It's called the Branson Hustle. Don't listen to his lies. Come on now. It's just so fun to go crazy. So get freaky with it too. Take off your shirt and bust off those damn shoes. But my part isn't over. I could go all night long. So if you'd like to go crazy, then come on and dance along. What's the new silly hustle? It's a dance that's sweeping the town. So dance yourself around right now and spin it round and round. If you want to do the Branson Hustle, just listen to me sing. Suck in your big fat cup and play with your thing. Do the beep boop bop. Now bring it back. Make a buddy stack. Now Heimlich thrust. Everybody buzz. Yay! Do it. Do it. I know you can do it. All you got to do is put your chin into it. Do the hoop. Now party man. French fry three times. Now send it back. Party man. Now party man. Now Charlie Brown. Get a blowjob, y'all. It feels so good. Feels so fun. This song is called The Branson Shuffle. Now do the wheelchair, y'all. No. Now do the scoop. Get on the floor. Just the guys now, y'all. Now make it steam. Do the Charles, y'all. He lost his dick. Do the Charles real smooth. Try to find your dick. I don't have to put up with this. Now stomp your feet and move real quick. Slide now, do the oil slick. And by the way, I have a dick. It's so fun to dance along with all my friends. So sing my song. They have PlayStations and Nintendo. That's why it's so fun to call them friendos. Raise your hand if you have a dick. What's that, Charles? Not so quick. It got bit off at the zoo. He got too close to the kangaroo. This is not my problem at all. Step to the left and have a ball. Branson's mad we turned down his song, so wiggle your butt to the sound of the gong. It's fun to go crazy and have some fun, so do our dance and have some fun. That's why they call us the silly guys, so kick off those shoes and loosen your I'm not mad, I'm having fun. On a side note, I have a gun. My name's Branson, I like to have fun, because I think fun is really fun. That's just fine, this band is through. We'll be 99 City DJs without you. Come on, everybody, let's give it a go. Dougie, Soldier Boy, Mashed Potato. To the left, to the left, 
to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left, to the left. Now I couldn't help but notice on that one, you're kind of fighting the energy of like sort of lyrically when we made that one, you're kind of fighting against us. It felt like a little bit of a struggle to get through that one. Well, I just thought, you know, the Branson Shuffle had like a way better tune to it. And I thought, you know. Well, I think I, it had the I, same tune. Basically. I think it would really help my SEO. I think it would really help my Instagram followers and get well, some traffic to my website. Your SEO, you're, you're trying to get people to DJ Limousine Luxury and you're not even calling yourself that in the song. I don't see how that's ever going to help you. Well, it, it, you know, but also I call myself DJ Limousine Luxury and I still get the most traffic from, you know, you know, pathetic DJ squashed like ant by awesome truck. Like that's still kind of what I'm more known for anyway. So it's like, I don't think DJ, you know, luxurious limo or whatever I fucking am now is really kind of catching on. Uh, you know, I, 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 I've been trying to get my name more and more going on the internet. You know, I've spent like, I mean, $4,000 on fucking bots in the last two years, getting my Instagram, getting my Twitter up. You know, but I'm still just not getting the kind of traction that I would hope to get. If I could get a verified check mark, that'd be awesome. But, you know, I guess when I go to Twitter, I'm not getting the engagement that, that well, I would see, want to get. And they haven't responded to any of my emails. You're you're paying for these followers, which is a good start. But a tip I learned from DJ White Thug uh, at the last DJ convention in Atlantic City was he's got like 45 or 50 different Twitter accounts, all real, you know, that are his with different email addresses. And every time he posts, he logs into all 50 accounts and he likes every one of his own posts from every account. Oh, that's really interesting. That's really interesting. Like, like, yeah, I mean, people might say that's a lot of work, but really, you know, half your job is being a DJ. The other half is engagement. So we have a lot of free time during the day, you know, the daylight hours. You know, I'm, I'm kind of a, a, a low riser. I'm not, I don't get up until like, you know, two, three o'clock. That leaves a solid, you know, hour or two to really just work on my engagement online, which, yeah. I, which I try to do. If you're not but, promoting you know, yourself, you're not going to be the next DJ Toad or the next DJ Pinto oh, Bean, you know? Like, oh, 100%. Do you think DJ and Toad wakes up in the morning and he has three cups of coffee and reads the paper before he gets on Instagram? Are you kidding me? No, no. And people are always trying new names and stuff like that. I know that uh, DJ Pinto Bean went by DJ Skidmark for a little bit. You know, before that, he was DJ Skid Row. You know, before that, he was DJ Row, Row, Row Your Boat. So, you know, you move a lot throughout it because if something's not clicking, you just keep kind of moving until something clicks, you know? I, I feel like I've had at least seven or eight different DJ names in my career. You know, I was DJ Mo a Monster Truck Victim right after it. That didn't even really catch on. DJ Pussyface, you know, after they were making fun of me and said that that's what I looked like. I went DJ Full Body Cast, and I feel like it was a little bit on the nose because I still wear, you know, a, a full body cast. That's kind of my DJ accessory. You know, when the truck kind of smashed me, I got a suit made that would go over the body cast, and it's still my only suit, so I'm, I've just been kind of rocking that you know, for all these years. Yeah, you know, um, DJ Full Throttle had kind of a different tip to share. I'm surprised they let him do an hour about this at the convention, but uh, he just chose such a generic name that like 40 or 50 other DJs also called themselves DJ Full Throttle. But he already had that trademark and he sued every single one of them to oblivion. And he, he makes more money by doing that than actually doing gigs, you know? Yeah, yeah. Oh, hold on. Let me switch the uh, song. Hey, 
everybody having a good time? Oh yeah. Now I'm going to need everyone who is pigeon-toed or bow-legged on the dance floor. That's right. We're listening to Sweet Home Alabama. Come on, get out there. How do you th- oh I'm, man, I'm they're really crowd. Yeah, they're really shuffling over there. It's Yeah, how do you my, feel like they react How do you think they reacted to 100 City DJs versus a, a classic like this? I saw some people kind of looking around like be you know kind of pointing at each other going like what's this? Do you recognize this and and like why are they just kind of talking? Are they arguing in the middle of a song? They had, you know, I don't think people had ever really seen I, you know, I, I I heard somebody say that it's not good songwriting to have a song that it has people arguing in it. Well, but, you know, I, that's not I true. What about the Libertines? They would argue with each other in their songs because uh, well, they didn't get along. Well, like I I think they should. You should instead of following the Libertines example, you should follow the Oasis example, and you wait until the song's over until you argue. You know, that's true. Just yeah, wait until Br- the British song's people over have invented all the different ways to argue in music. Yeah. I mean, I, they invented the word creative differences, I feel like, you know, they'll be like, you know, one guy wants a champagne supernova. The other guy, he wants a, a, a white wine spritzer supernova. You know, you just can't please some people. Yeah. I mean, another British band, uh, Fleetwood Mac, you know, they, they also figured out a different way to, to snipe at each other in the music and, and away from the music. They kind of did the whole package. Yeah. So I think- what I'm saying, I think there is actually a lot of precedent for what we're doing here. But there's a few other problems like at the end we just say to the left, to the left, to the left, where if you think about the Cupid shuffle, there's an equal amount of lefts and rights to make sure that the dance floor doesn't get too lopsided. Oh, I didn't even think of that. Because if they keep going left, they're going to be off the dance floor. Yeah, it's kind of... Um, that's You know what? That probably explains why everyone left the dance floor when we played it. Yeah. Because they were just going to the left, to the left, to the left. And that's where the bar is. And once they kind of get over in there, you know... See, if anything... They got... We're a victim of our own success. They were listening too closely. The bartender owes us a cut of the those tips, I think, by directing them all over there, but not exactly how we envisioned it. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think he's going to give us any tips. I don't usually think they, they count that. But, you know, on the plus side... Well, we could tend the know, bar, D- too. Why do they have a bartender? Why don't we just tend... The DJ booth could be the bar. We'll sell the drinks, too. We'll get the tips. We would like It'd be so easy to just do all of this at once. Well, I, just to me, I consider myself... You know, it, it is a business being a, a wedding DJ, but I consider myself more of like a, a facilitator of weddings. I want to give the best man speech. I want to help write the vows. I want to, like, oversee... I want to be the, 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 the preacher. You know, I could have a collar. I could say all sorts of beautiful things. I think them all the time. Like maybe you go man the bar and I'll kind of do the preacher thing. Cause I think then we could like have like a hundred city DJs present like a 360 wedding where we cover every element, you know, between me and you. Yeah, that sounds now pretty that, good. I mean, now that we're getting a bigger cut because DJ Dance Crazy is dead, you know, rest in peace. Um, you know, I, I think that could really work for our business. Maybe we could exploit the tragedy of his death for our own personal financial gain by like, you know how like when Tupac died, everyone wanted to listen to his songs. Maybe everyone will want to listen to our song now. You know, Now that DJ Dance Crazy They're is listening that- to it like, damn, it's so crazy that he's dead, you know? Well, I think that only works as if you were famous before you died. Unless well, he's like, like the Van third Gogh best something. known wedding DJ in Indiana, and even Van Gogh, like he didn't get famous till like twenty years or a million years or something after he died. Whenever he died, you know, the Mona Lisa. I don't think you know nobody knew about her when she was still alive. You know, yeah. I mean, I just really need this to work. Like, I really need this. 
I've got that ride the ducks lawsuit. I still owe like I'm talking like serious six figures from that lawsuit. And I know we're making some money out here, but not quite that kind of money. Well, I think you kind of have these dreams in life and they usually fall by the wayside once you hit the desperation of uh, mi- mi- middle age. Hey, everybody, how you guys doing? You guys like that one? All right, I'm going to need everyone who is a little too drunk and a little too depressed and determined to get laid tonight. Come to the dance floor right now. We're playing Wagon Wheel. Come on, everybody, get out there. You know, if we could convince a couple like an unmarried couple at a wedding to get married on the spot, we could get two weddings out of one. We wouldn't even have to set up again. Well, then how would we even do that? How do you arrange a, an emergency wedding? You well, see two people dancing a, and you're just like, hey, it's about time to tie the knot. Yeah, you, you two know? look like some hot young stuff, you know? We already got all the gear here. We got a 360 package we're offering. Yeah, but all the old people are already going to every unmarried couple and harassing them all night. So exactly. I, I, you know, they can get away from these pesky old couples by talking to us for a minute. We're like, look, let's get it over with. And then we do the exact same thing that that they're doing, right? No, we're gonna cut them a deal real quick. Just if you just agree to it now, we're gonna do this. Like, we're gonna shave off a thousand dollars off the bundle right now. We already got all the stuff here. Just take the I, wedding I, over. The other wedding's over. Bam. Sh- it's yours well, now. wouldn't that make the, the, you know, the that would make DJ GoPro fucking furious, right, if we did that? Well, if it's his close friend, though, how could he say no to his friend if his friend wants to tie the well, knot? Well, I, th- I don't think it when people try to upsell you at your own wedding, you know? Well, he got a good couple hours in. Things are winding down a little. I don't think it'd be wrong to discount another wedding on top of this one, keep stacking them. Well, let's just, let's come up with different DJ names, because what I'm worried about is, like, is if that backfires and I get a negative Yelp review for you know DJ Limousine Luxury, I got to change my name because it'll be like he tried to upsell me and oh, he tried right. to get other people married at my wedding and and you know those Yelp reviews you know those 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 really are sustaining for me. I don't I don't know like you know I, okay. I I call people over and over and over. I'm like, hey, did you like it? Hey, did you like it? Could you write it online? Could you write it online and whatnot? So and, yeah, let's uh, say that second wedding starts on top of the first one, right into it, like a good like a good track list. You know what I mean? The song goes right into the next song, kind of. Then maybe DJ Unrelenting Mercy becomes Mister DJ Mister Oh There He Do. Oh, and I'm another guy now. Oh, that's a pretty good idea. Okay, so what should I make mine then? I'll be like, uh, 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 uh hmm. DJ locked and loaded, too aggressive. Let's see. Uh, 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 DJ Mr. Strictly Business. That could be a good oh, one. Oh, not bad. Yeah, see? Yeah, you could do it's that not, one. Uh, DJ Mr. Strictly Business is a little bit more uncouth than DJ Limousine Luxury, and he doesn't have a problem stopping someone else's wedding, mid-wedding, to switch it up a little. Maybe there's two old folks who want to renew their vows. They got money. Hey, why not? I'm down to do it. Hey everyone, how you guys doing tonight? You having a good time? All right, I'm going to need all of the divorced men who are looking to date women in their 20s and 30s out on the dance floor. We are playing Daughters by John Mayer. Go ahead and get yourself some tang. I can say tang because most of the old people don't know what that means still. Well, they think it's like that powder orange juice or whatever the fuck that shit is. I, I think they probably can't hear anything the DJ says anyway. So that's kind of like, you know, they just catch on certain words. Like if I would have said Hootie and the Blowfish again, they would have caught on, you know. 
Yeah. You know, once we if we really get the old people looking really bored, we'll just play like a Dean Martin or some shit like that, you know? Well, sometimes it's fun to put a dance beat behind some of that boring old shit from before they knew how to make music properly. I mean, sometimes I'll even put on a John Cage track and then I'll put a dance beat behind it. So kind of give it that propulsion. So so just like a basic kind of like Casio keyboard beat or do you get anything fancier? Yeah, just kind of like a mm, stats, mm, stats. Because mm, all stats. I have here is my laptop. I didn't bring any of the, I don't know, you know, the mixers and stuff. I never used them. So I was just like. Well, you can kind of find a beat on a YouTube uh, video. Just look up like crazy beat or something and just play that over the John Cage song and it'll basically match up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Crazy beat. I'll keep that in mind. That's a good tip. I don't know why you didn't share that in the tips. Just look up like crazy beat YouTubes. Well, you know what? I thought of one more tip that we didn't discuss earlier. This one was straight from the mouth of DJ Toad. Sometimes at these weddings, you want to harass the bride and groom with stupid party starting games, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. For sure. I mean, I don't know if you got some in mind. I know I love it. I mean, basically in this one, it's fun before it kind of like the, the dancing kind of gets started. I did this earlier, you know, it's the big reception that everyone's in the big hall and you're like, okay, Hey everyone, Lee, we want to wish me, you know, DJ GoPro and Amanda Stinker, like a wonderful eternity with each other. We're going to play some wedding games. How about that? And like, you have the Brian groom sit up front and you're like, which one out of you two takes the biggest dumps? And then the husband raises his hand and everyone laughs. And then it's like, okay, now which one of you likes shopping more? And then the bride will raise her hand and everyone laughs. It's a really good way to kind of, you know, get, get stuff going. Another one is like, Hey, does anyone here, uh, who here has ever seen like a dead guy And the, you know, the husband will raise his hand <laughs> and everyone laughs. And, you know, then it'll be like, Hey, who here has stinky feet and the husband raises his hands and everyone laughs it's just really kind of easy light stuff like yeah well i think you're missing an opportunity there though of like they just tied the knot right they're hitched so there's no going back right so it's fun to me to get back into some of those old stories that maybe haven't come up in a while like let's talk about what was your craziest ex you know what's the craziest shit you ever did in college you know yeah Yeah. what's the worst thing that ever happened to you yeah what was the craziest dui you ever got because you know what's your biggest regret yeah right exactly because like sometimes if you don't ask these questions you might miss out on a great like crazy couples dui story like maybe they got a dui together the night they met you're you're missing all these opportunities to share memories what fact about yourself makes you tremble in the middle of the night where you worry that I am not quite as good as a person as I thought I was, you know? That's a real conversation starter. You yeah, know? they're going to have a lot of time in their long, arduous yeah. marriage to think about that. We might as well get the ball rolling. Hey, does anyone have anything they want to say that they were previously going to take to the grave? And, like, people laugh and raise their hands. and Like, oh, I hit a guy with a car, and I just kept driving, and everyone laughs. I mean, that's what a wedding's about. It's about new beginnings. Well, I sometimes like to actually break the ice myself by telling them, you know, I worked for that Ride the Ducks thing. And let me tell you, it sounds cute, but some terrible things happened on that boat. Wait, you tell people the Ride the Ducks story? Well, about- my lawyer won't tell me. let me tell exactly what I did, but I just say some terrible stuff happened on that boat that I deeply regret. Well, Not everyone made it out that day. And I just want to say, I hope your wedding doesn't end up like that because ooh yeesh still still like, living that one down well 11 people died and they drowned so well yeah i mean 
I'm not allowed to say that, but if I was, I would be like, let's hope that 10 or fewer people die at this wedding, right? To kind of lighten the mood a little. I mean, I just think you shouldn't mention it. Like, you just made a mistake. Uh, The bridge was down. You thought that the ship would fit under it. It didn't. And uh, you just kind of drove a... uh, you know, a lot of people to an underwater grave, you know? Well, you know, maybe we should talk about something a little lighter. Like well, that's the what death I was of our, saying. Like the, be- um, the death of our friend DJ Dance Crazy. It's only oh, one yeah. death, so it's like a yeah, little bit Yeah, that's lighter, only... And, and, you know, it's just... a That's just like a standard R.I.P. You know, standard R.I.P. to DJ Dance Crazy. Yeah, he died doing Nothing what he fancy. loves. Yeah, Nothing it's crazy. just not as big a deal as the ride the... Du- well, I mean, what happened to DJ Dance Crazy was a tragedy, you know, but he died doing what he loved, and he got to hear the chicken dance as he kind of shuffled beyond this mortal yeah. coil. You know what, you know? maybe... And it, and it was funny. He had a whole weekend in Bernie's situation where, you know, the, the bride and the groom didn't want him to know that he was dead and you know they put him in a wheelchair and got him in the back of a van and then dumped his body you know outside of a hospital you know but they found him and they you know they coded him and uh you know they 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 notified his family for them so i guess it all it's not as bad as ride the ducks thing is what i'm saying yeah no that that's where i'm coming from too and you know we're just about at the end of our set here so what do you say we leave our friend dj gopro with a little memento of our friend DJ Dance Crazy. Let's play his favorite song. Oh, the yes. Chicken Dance slowed down very mournfully. Yeah, just to be a more thoughtful and a more remorseful Chicken Dance. And hopefully the audience won't know that we're doing a, 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 a some more somber version of the Chicken Dance. And, uh, you know, this might be another one I just don't announce and I let the room deal with. So uh, I, I guess we should wrap it up then. Yep. As always, I'm DJ Unrelenting Mercy. I am DJ Limousine Luxury, uh, soon to hopefully change my name if this business proposition goes all right. And we will leave you down with a song in memory of our good friend, DJ Dance Crazy. R.I.P. Rest in peace, DJ. Uh-huh.